That's it. I will figure it out for you. That's whatever it is. And so I teach people how to get the contract and then go get the door. But now, you know, it's one thing to do that. Say, hey, okay, the budget's around 5,000. They need to be just outside of Phoenix in this area. There, I could pay 2,500, a couple of fees. Now I'm keeping 2,000. That's an option of going contract to door. But for this one, the adjuster, uh, the housing specialist also mentioned, she goes, I have never seen coverage like this in any case I've ever worked. And so I was like, I have never seen a case more important to me to figure out. <laughs> Let's figure this out. Wait. Who's this? Oh, you're an entrepreneur? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Oh, you're trying to learn from those who did it. Well, come into the lab then. Put your white coat on, gloves on, notepad, and let's build y'all. So guys, just for just, just the level set, right? Because you're catching us here and we're just geeking out in the lab. And I'm <laughs> with Matt. And so the story with Matt, you guys know, like Mike. love, I love. I love surrounding myself by like-minded individuals. And Matt, um, uh, Mike, I can tell that your energy, by the way, like is just like, it's on, it's I on the same that. frequency level. I so I was like, that. that's one of my favorite compliments. Mike, let's, let's, let's get on, let's get on the air. Let's chop it up. We're actually going to just chat because we've gone with DMs back and forth, but we, we haven't even chopped it up. And I think yeah. there's like a real cool synergy. We're doing the same thing uh, where you're in midterm rentals. You actually just freaking broke the internet recently no no dude you broke the internet because i'm like i know mike stone like i've heard of him but they're like yo this guy just landed one of the largest and i'm like behind that there's always a process and so i want to yeah. like talk about that Definitely. but i'm dude i'm so happy you're here you're so you're a mental practitioner to me that's <laughs> I what like i call that. those who are executing right we're constantly learning we're just talking about that you're a practitioner um, I hear that you have a, is it, what's your background? Instead of making the assumption you're here, what's your background as far as like, um, your profession, career? et cetera. Yeah. yeah career so I was in law for a while. I studied I sports law first, then a few different areas of law. And then, uh, I just hated it, man. It was like, I was really yeah. good at it too, but it was the lifestyle that I didn't like. It was the authority, the hours, the nine to five, a lot of it's all, smoke and mirrors and it didn't make me feel great. And I certainly didn't particularly feel invested in a lot of my work in my cases. Um, and it was, you know, I, I started that, my last law job, I started it. And the night before, I remember I couldn't sleep because I was just thinking of different business ideas. And I was like, it's probably not a great idea to start a job thinking about the business I'm going to do to exit. Wait, how long ago was that? Right. That was, I graduated school 2019, clerked for a judge for a year, so that would have been 2020 or 2021, 2020 until 2021. That's what it was. March, 2021. I put in my two weeks notice. And so wow, wait. The reason I asked that is like, I myself was not that guy. Like that was like, you know, I'll be like, yeah, man, I had like a lemonade stand. Like since birth, he was like, no, dude, that was not me. <laughs> I, I know what I, you mean. Right. And I'm like, it sounds cool, but that was not my thing. Like, I I didn't have the entrepreneurial bug. Uh, what I did have is an opportunity to get a taste of entrepreneurship when I was in college, where I became a personal trainer. My roommates, my environment, they were entrepreneurs. And I, again, did what I do, ask questions and got introduced to it because I was getting good grades. I was a jock, so I played basketball up to university. Nice. And then when I got introduced to like personal training, et cetera, then my next thing was like, okay, well, I'll work with physical therapists, chiropractors, all that. Like I'll, I'll, I'll try cool. to like, and then, but when I started getting my personal training license, I was like, oh, this is cool. I control my book of business, my clients, et cetera. So yeah. that's cool. That, that's really dope. And then with the addition of the twins, which are my roommates and they had exited their business at the end of college. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is like, yep. I need to co-own business for myself, which I was thinking I would have like a chain of like, like a bunch of different like physio, physio slash things that I own. And then that t transition out when I got into real estate, but then I got into a lot of entrepreneurship stuff. Like it was kind of like acquired over time, but I'm curious with you. Okay. It's like going into law. That's like a big, like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. What was, was there, did you already have a hunch of like, oh, did you have some side hustles growing up or was it always oh, like. You and I are similar in that way that I wasn't yeah. like, oh, let me start this little business. Let me sell pop tarts to my friends in the cafeteria and make that right. quick. You know, like I didn't, I was never wired like that, but 
I mean, it's, it's the Kiyosaki story, right? I learned to go to school, get a job. I had great grades. I was also a jock. I was a hockey player, any sport I could play in the backyard. Like if, as long as my grades were good, the rest of my life was how do I fit in as much fun as possible. And then I, I, you know, was getting into the real world and I was like, man, this, you know, school was great because it was that manufactured setting of if you can learn an output and I'm good at that. I'm good at digesting information, translating it and spitting it back out. And so that was why school was easy for me or maybe not easy. It's law school, but it was easy for me relative to, you know, uh, other things that I could have done. I, I was never going to be a medical doctor. I wasn't good at science. You know, at the time I used to pride myself on like, oh, I'm so good at words, but awful at math. And that was my story. And then it was like, well, I'm going to be in business. I better get good at math. So that's no longer my story, right? And so I started kind of forcing myself to learn more things. I, I was always interested in law. Like as a kid, I was watching Law and & Order and, and you know, cop shows and, you know, courtroom shows. Like, okay, this is cool. Then I also connected that with the Kiyosaki story of this is a good job. This will be a high paying job. I'll make a lot of money. So when I decided to go to law school, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a wealthy lawyer. And then you get into the practice of law and you're like, that's not automatic. And I was doing okay. Like it wasn't a bad salary, but it certainly wasn't like what you could make in real estate. And I learned that very abruptly, very quickly. And so when I was in that job, literally I lasted, you know, in that particular job, it was less than a year until I was like, I, I just cannot do not only this, but not even a similar version of this. I'm out. I'm all in on investing, wherever that takes me. I don't care. And so the, the risk profile wasn't really scary to me. It's like, I either hate this or I go do something else. And the something else I really, really liked. So it was easy. I also bartended and served and managed restaurants growing up a lot. Um, for oh, years. So the hospitality wasn't completely foreign to me. And I, mm. I like people talk to people. So it all kind of yeah. clicked. Even oh, in some of my the cases, good vibes. construction cases. So I learned about properties and like what could go wrong and what was broken and who's at fault. And so like all these things randomly kind of tie together. And now I'm like, oh, let me just do this. <laughs> this has been great. Wait, so uh, I love that, man. That's what experiments is all about. Experiments, experiments. fail, learn, repeat right there. Like, you know, it's crazy about that. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, as you're saying that it's like, um, I'm curious, what was the, um, was I, I'm trying to think what was the, where was the seed planted on the real estate side? I'm curious about the timing of that. Cause you're doing sure. bartending, you're doing, um, some managing a restaurant, et cetera. Then you get into law school and then you make a decision pretty quick. So you strike me as somebody who makes decisions pretty quickly. Uh, which is good. Yeah. I'm like literally rereading Thinking Grow Rich. It's a chapter dedicated to decision making, how critical yep. it is, how few of us or understand the definiteness of purpose and understanding yes. the decision factor and how quickly we need to take it. Whole nother topic. For you Bigger though, all time we could go launch into that topic, ooh, but we're on the same page. Man. Dude, <laughs> I should have never opened up the can of worms. Yeah, no, I'm right here. I'm just tapping back into it, brother. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so who planted the real estate seed? So it's interesting. I guess, I guess OG truly was Robert Kiyosaki. I read three books when I was starting this journey. It was Unshakable, Tony Robbins. That's more mm. into stocks and finance and edu financial education and investing generally. Second book was um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is where I was like, oh, stocks and investing, sure. But I like the real estate version of investing. Mm -hmm. And then it was uh, Think and Grow Rich. And it was like, okay, well, now I can do literally anything I want. So I have so I have those three in my back pocket. So Kiyosaki, I guess I would credit. But truthfully, I saw a coach, and I'm not going to name his name because the first coach in the short-term rental space that I found, I found scrolling through Instagram um, an ad that was a little bit cringe, but you know, it, got, it sparked my idea. And I was like, hold on, this Airbnb stuff is on all fours with everything I'm learning about real estate and all these other books mm -hmm. and, and research I'm doing but I don't have that massive entry uh, barrier to entry of, you know, buying the property, which I couldn't have done at the time. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, this is it. This is my easy access out of my bad job into a new career. And, and let me just, you know, take that. So I bought the course. The reason I don't mention his names, I don't want to speak ill of anybody in this industry, but it was not a great course. It was a thousand bucks. I regret it. And the good thing that came out of it was only the silver lining of, well, at least I learned that this exists. And so that gave me the freedom to then go find other coaches, better coaches, more coaches. Now I'm in the whole space. I have like six coaches and, uh, but I love it. I love it. And now, you know, when you have that kind of support, it's easier to make that jump and that decision. Cause you, I see so clearly the path and the end result of these successful coaches. I'm like, just doing that. Dude, the proximity thing is crazy. My rule of thumb, right? Like any book that I read, anybody that I have, if I'm going to follow the person, I asked the question first is, well, there's two things, right? Did you 
uh, MJ DeMarco calls it the paradox of practice, right? It's like, are yeah. you actually actively doing um, what you're teaching and coaching? Right? <laughs> and if, no, 100%, dude, you're laughing, but it's crazy. I'm laughing because it's so it's such a, like, a real issue that like you see it all over your feed. Dude, like, are you actually doing it? Boots on the ground? That's why I let people know. Like, I'm making these calls, man. I'm doing the work. And I'm learning because it's like, it's one thing to like, talk about it and like that's part of the problem that i i don't have a problem see the thing is i got my biggest roi on like the education system why because mm-hmm. i'm in my wife there and i'm in my business oh. partners and we're invested in. we're actually gonna put an offer in another deal right now we're looking at so i can't be like man university was wasting time that's not me i'm not that guy that sure. was actually the highest roi give me proximity to the people i wanted to be with etc but going back i think you know it's so critical to when I work with someone, it's like, I, I almost say it's like, would I trade places with them? And if the answer mm-hmm. is no, then that's how I make my decision. Right. Mm-hmm. For you, when you say six coaches, I love that. It's like, do all those coaches, cause I've heard this, do, do they all support the same kind of ideology or do they contradict each other? Sometimes do you have different coaches in different areas of your life are they all specific towards the experiment that you're working on now? I'm, I'm curious because you seem like a very, very obviously smart and intentional guy. I'm curious. I just want to learn from you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that compliment. And let me first go back to a, a point that I want to compliment you. I feel like you do a great job in your content of showing that you do the work and that's what gets the results. And so I commend you because your results don't come across as bragging or cocky and certainly not inauthentic because the other six videos you just watch is, look, I made these calls. This is how, this is who, this is what went wrong. This is how I fixed that. Like you just have great content of the process. And so when you're showing, look, I just made this big, you know, I had this big win. It's like, yeah, that's because he earned it. And so I I love your content for that reason. Thanks, brother. Um, I appreciate that. And then, so actually in, in a not too different vein, when it comes to coaches, I'm digesting all of this content, right? And I'm I'm really good. I think I have an exceptional barometer for uh, bullshit. You know, like mm. I'm like cut through things where it's like, I don't think I'm quickly deceived, especially now that I'm uh, uh, around so many good quality coaches by poor quality coaches who putting out content that's a little bit hollow. And I, I just feel like I could kind of sense it. So that's maybe an exposure thing is, you know, the best thing for any listeners, like take your time going through these coaches and see who's legit. But you, you said it correctly when you said uh, they each kind of amplify different parts of my life. They do help the same vision. I have Julie George, for example, is my one-on-one coach. We sit down, we go over org charts and documents and she knows my cash position and she knows like what strategically I should be doing to build the business. Uh, Mike Shogren, I think he has the most complete mastermind program on the market right now. Mm. Any, any, uh, a mastermind that I would rather be a part of than his because of all the different sub coaches and the community. And certainly what he does himself, he's also a guy who's done it and can say so. And now he's got hotels and he can teach that too. So it's like, it's, it's legit, but they're two different ways of teaching. Right. And Sean Rockages was my first coach, not the crappy one, my actual first mm-hmm. teacher that I looked up to. So he was a master at the Airbnb app. I didn't learn anything from Sean that helped me necessarily in insurance relocation, but I have Dr. Rachel for that, or I have, mm-hmm. you know, Noble Crawford for government. So everybody's things are different. And if you could pull out their unique selling proposition, I think that's the most important thing to find in a coach that mm-hmm. want to take on. It's like, well, they're good at one thing. I could teach mindset or short-term rentals, but not as well as Shogren. I teach midterm rentals because this is what I do best. This is my USP, whether it's me, you, yes. Jesse Vasquez, Dr. Rachel, this is my singular thing that I teach because it's what I'm best at. That Bro. to me determined authenticity. By the way, just to put a bow on this, not that I need to, because you delivered that so well. Just to, I should say, not put a bow on it, because I, I mm-hmm. piggyback, because you took sure. us here. So thank you. <laughs> Dude, clarity and niching down is one of the, probably the most number one. Like you hear it, but like you'd be so surprised. Like I've been in a lot of different masterminds, and it's like, it's our Achilles heel. Like it's, People, I think, struggle with the idea that if I just niche down, I'm closing doors right. to these other opportunities when it's actually the opposite. When you niche down and you become the subject matter expert or the specialist in this yeah. specific area, you're going to get all the referrals, whether it's, <laughs> whether it's like you're a co-host right. 
or you're a lawyer for sports. Like I, I will forever remember that sports lawyer. Like, you know, if, if you were still practicing and be like, you know, and maybe you are, and I, I don't want to make any no, assumptions. No. I'm, I'm retired. You're the word I like to use. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That'd make a great book or, or anything. I, I want to, I'm, I'm expecting a lot from you, brother. This, 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 this <laughs> story like from you is, is just the foundation. Um, but dude, so yes, I couldn't agree more. And I believe you should definitely, I agree that you should have, um, a special coaches for very specific things because you don't just like, you wouldn't go to your physical therapist for, for, for a teeth advice. You'd go to a dentist, exactly. right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and it can all amplify the same cause of like, I'm building my hospitality real estate business. I'm not suddenly mm-hmm. doing Amazon drop shipping, but I have the coach who teaches me how to fill it with Airbnb, the coach who teaches me how to run the business, the coach who teaches me how to grow the business, the coach who teaches me how to amplify my cash flow with midterm rentals. And then, you know, Jesse was my main midterm rental coach. I was doing insurance relocation before I met him. And the craziest thing that I saw when I was in his mastermind is the procedural similarities between procuring travel medical business to business contracts and insurance and corporate like you and I do more of uh, business to business contracts. It's similar in process and it's similar in did you do the work? If you did the work, I bet you got the booking. If you didn't do the work, I bet you didn't. Yep. You know, and so I tell my students now, I'm like, if you made six calls in a month, I'm not going to tell you that I don't feel bad for you because I don't want to be callous, but it makes too much logical sense for me to be emotionally invested. If you made six calls in a month and you didn't have success, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you didn't. As opposed to if you made 60 calls in a month and then it's like, wow, you're trying. Why didn't you get a booking? Something's wrong. Let me help you. What's the outlier? You know? It's the effort. Uh, it's, the, it's the input. hundred percent. First of all, you shout out to Jesse Vasquez. That's my guy right there. And obviously uh, learned a lot from him too, about his, uh, his, you know, his scripts, or not that I don't really follow scripts, but the entire mm-hmm. concept or framework on right, how you right. should build your book of business, right? Yes. Cause essentially that's what we're doing. Uh, so a huge shout out yeah. because I learned that from Jesse because that's how he dominated his his travel space and I think that's what he's really uh, I shouldn't say travel space that was that was travel medical healthcare travel medical people like he's a traveler like no, no. <laughs> uh, the medical medical uh, uh, kind of vertical yeah uh, he really dominated that and um, the, but dude okay so let let's okay Matt uh, 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 Mike I keep what I see oh I know why because I have called Matt okay sorry about that Mike <laughs> All good. Mike. No, like I was speaking with Matt today. So, Mike, um, help me understand, dude. How did you end up? You you got the cool, you got the Airbnb, which I think is a natural progression. Which I think is why I truly believe that, you know, as we've niched completely down the midterm rental insurance space, and of course we use a little bit of a hybrid model during transitions if we need to. I think it's the lowest hanging fruit, or when I say lowest hanging fruit, I think that you have a really good opportunity to just optimize yeah. to be in this space because you already have a financial accommodation. You have your systems in place. You understand. And I'm sure you probably uh, agree yeah. with that. So for you, what was that jump to? It sounds like you got an Airbnb coach, a short-term rentals coach, et cetera. And then you made the jump to MTR. Why and when? Bro, you will feel me on this. My first contract felt so good. There were two reasons. First, money. Holy crap, that was way more than they should have paid me for that contract. And well, it should have compared to short-term rentals. So making more money, that was great. Then the guest moved in. That contract happened to be a nine-month contract. I didn't have to have one thought about that property for nine months. Dude, okay, maybe stop twinning. Stop, no, stop twinning. She called me once. This is leaking. Oh, I fixed it. Okay, so that phone yeah. call got me nine months of $5,000 a month. I arbitraged that property for $1,500 a month. So that $3,500 spread was all me plus i think there's another 200 dollars in cap fees potentially no maybe not not, not that, that was your that was your first contract that was my first contract dude from totally totally twinning by the way really eight eight months started out being like it was a four month thing ended up going to eight months yep. um similar story and the thing is was the family like how appreciative are they and maybe this is just me i've been lucky like i feel yeah. like it's a whole different avatar that they're extremely grateful yes. and i'm not I'm not here to say that that's going to be hundred percent. You're always going to get, but I'm saying like, these are people who are in need and you've offered a solution to a big problem during an, un- an unprecedented like situation. Yeah. yeah. Think it's so kind. In. You know, either fire flood. It's unlikely yeah. that if it's a substantial renovation that it was for fun and that the insurance is covering it. So when anything's going wrong, yeah, dude, they are so respectful and appreciative because they're like, not only do they need this home, they need the exact solution, but then they're staying for so long 
whether it's even three months, that's long enough for somebody to get in, get settled and live there and be there. So there's a, like, I wouldn't call it a relationship. It's quiet after they get in and get settled, but they oh, know yeah. that I'm there for them. And so that allows them to set up the piece and, and show me the respect that an Airbnb guest who's staying for four nights just might not give at a, you know, that same level of care to the home, yeah. to the hosts, to, to, you know, the rules, uh, you know, it, it's, more frustrating to manage a single Airbnb guest, in my opinion, than a single MTR guest. And then you factor in the fact that across three to nine months, there are so many less guests, which I mean, uh, as a segue that the fact there's so many less guests, I think scares STR hosts from breaking into the space, but you're not considering the prices. I can have less guests. I can still make more money for the entire year. And then all those vacancies I'm filling with STR anyway. Yeah, so exactly. It, it's definitely the move. It's the best quality guess. It's the best money. It's the least work. Once they're in, it just requires the upfront work. And to me, that trade-off, I prefer the sales and marketing side of things, which brings me to a point, sorry to keep rambling, but I want you mentioned something oh, earlier to touch on too, where the, um, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Skip it. It'll come back to me. You just mentioned something. It'll, it'll yeah. come back. Uh, well, yeah. Um, I'll let it come back to you. Um, one of the things that, um, I want to touch on too, dude. It's like it's the there's low turnovers and cut me off anytime it comes no. back or if it comes sure. back in the middle. So it's a free flowing conversation. So the what's crazy is the uh you have less turnover, yeah. right? Um, which means that there's less transient back and forth. And at the same time, like we have a security anyway. Like if you're gonna trip on that, like you have a security deposit on file, like that's yeah. what we did, right? right? So but it's crazy, same amount of time, and then that's that that was what planted the seed, like okay. How do I get more of these? More and of so, this, right? <laughs> what was your thought process and the next action item? Because I think that if you have been around the SDR space for a long time and you're again, you have to be properly optimized. If you have pepper listings, you're not going to get any of these. But if you you might land one inquiry, right? It's only a matter of time, right? Right. But then the question is, and this is a gold golden question. I think everyone's asking, like, how do you rinse and repeat? Yes. And so. Yep. Talk to talk to us, Mike, about how you rinse and repeat, or at least how you started to experiment in your lab how to uh, rinse and repeat. Yep, absolutely, and and that actually does bring me back to the other point uh, that that just occurred to me. It's the dependency on Airbnb has always been mentally a problem for me. Airbnb mm. start your listing; they are a uh, uh, they are a marketing and sales engine that will do all of the work for you to start pumping you with money while you figure out how to optimize your listing. To me, that's an incomplete business because the day that single point of failure is removed from your life or not even removed, Brian Chesky just gets frisky one quarter and he says, hey, here's some new rules. We're going to move up to categories and we're going to make this less important. Your cleaning fees up in the air. Okay, Brian, boss man, Chesky, whatever you say, sir. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Just so is, instead, going back to... Going back to corporate again. Isn't that's that why it. we left corporate in the first place? That's it. It's it, right. It's corporate, except you don't even get to talk to your boss and be like, hey, look, here's a special <laughs> situation where I think we should make an exception. He's like, nope, we got Philippine VAs to tell you that I don't agree with you. So mm. that dependency has always been a problem for me. I don't like that at all. And so to build the more complete business of having my own marketing and sales engine has been a huge motivator for me. And especially like, like you were saying, once you see how lucrative it is to do it, all the work that it took to repeat, no problem. So it's outbound, man. I think the difference that your community probably understands and what I push and emphasize for my students is, is I mean, I said it a billion times on this thing, it's the work, but it's the outbound work. Reach out to them. Reach out yeah. to them. People don't, like, I'll, I'll see this all the time. I listed my property with ALE Solutions and it's been six months with no increase. They've forgotten about you and you're not going to get increase for the next six months either. Call them. Well, you know Call what the other phone number. Google right. it. But you know what else? You know what else? um is like a big thing that we're not talking about hmm. guess what not all relocation specialists are looking at that database anyway how do right. i know guess what i do i ask them hey where do you look oh i go there wait, wait hold on you didn't look in the database no i go on zillow rental manager so you mean to tell me that if i was just gonna sit back and relax and kick my feet up or maybe just stress out that i'm not getting inquiry right. and i'm relying on just one source and i'm not getting booked Going back to your point, it's not that I don't feel yeah. bad for you. It's just I'm like, there's a there's an education gap here, my friend, because That's my friends, I should say, because it's not just one place. They're all doing their their a procedure with to their liking and to what makes sense for them or how they've always done it. Um, so I can't 
I couldn't agree more with you, bro. It's outbound. A lot of us are now. Here's the good news, right? If you're listening to this, like the good news is the following. This is how I see things, and please, I'll, please punch some holes because I want to hear this. <laughs> here's the good news because I had someone comment on my post recently. It's like the saturation and blah, blah blah. And I'm like, well, hold on. Short-term rental hosts have scattered calendars. Cool. So we're in the best position to help them, but we have scattered calendars because we're not optimized like 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 right. you are, right? Number two, when they go into the rental managers, this is the whole thing about paradigm shift. Their paradigm shift to that traditional homeowner is that I do 12 months and I'm not pet friendly. Okay, right. so that's another battle that they're facing. Yep. Then, then in addition to that, when they reach out, if you don't know that about these companies, it honestly can look a little scammy. Like I was looking at the guy <laughs> that reached out to me from CRS the other day. I'm like, the dude had zero views. And he was like, we'll do the payment. We'll handle it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. You're right. if you, if you are not aware, this is why, you know, me and Mike are doing this. It's like, you're going to be like, nah, I'll pass right. three months. Relo- and, and so when you think about all that, I think we have this huge advantage because it's like, even if, you know to list at ALE and there's multiple CRS, THD, et cetera, you name it, Churchill, you are already at an advantage. But if you decide to go outbound, now that's when you're in the top percentile, especially, and the crazy part is like these companies have been around for a while, right? Like this is not a new thing. This has just become, you know, new to the people in the SDR community because now you're seeing a little bit more of like, Oh no, you can actually build a real business together. Like, what are your thoughts on that? And did I miss anything? Because please, you're you're oh, man, you're, in the, you you're, missed... you're in the weeds, brother. So I don't think you missed a thing. I mean, it's it's so exactly that because people in 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 their nature d- go default to the path of least resistance, and especially credit to these excellent short term rental operators who are like, I'm booked out at great prices for the next six weeks, eight weeks. Good for you in theory, but then you're not poised for a midterm rental contract. And so that to me gives us the advantage because that barrier to entry, that requirement of work has such a one button, easy fix solution of, and I'll just leave it on Airbnb. And then in fact, you could even push that farther and say, well, I'm booked eight weeks out on Airbnb. Are you telling me to decline six weeks of bookings and only take the next two weeks? Yes. Why? <laughs> Absolutely. Why, Decision. Why and there's a lot of good reasons to do that. The reasons are mostly dollars and otherwise better guests, among other things that you, if you, mm-hmm. if you build the relationships and you do the work and you do the outbound and you have these people reaching out to you with inquiries, I literally do not want the types of reservations that short-term rental operators are usually proud to take. If you tell me next month uh, you want a one-week stay, like maybe, but if you tell me three months out you want a one-week stay, I will not give it to you. If you tell me six months out, you want a one month stay, I won't give it to you because I would rather go with one of my clients who are going to give me these enormous contracts. 100%. So I, I, that's my main thing is like I teach my students the, the minimum night step up and it just gets more and more difficult to book me farther out so that you do want to fill your calendar two weeks out. And then there's times where you're like, ah, I don't think I'm going to get a midterm rental three or four weeks out on this one for whatever the reasons are. And so you could oh, I'll play the short term rental game. But I'm not taking a three-night stay today, December 1st, in January 15th. Get out of here. No, there's no shot. No, you're going to – if you do that, you're going to have to pay me a 500% markup. That's what I do. Wait, I'm going to pay for the whole month in five nights. God bless. But Go ahead. (laughs) And and then you deserve that. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Experiment Nation, you've heard the word MTR, Midterm Rentals as it is currently a hot topic and hot commodity right now, because again, there has been an increase in short-term rental regulations. And there also has been, let's face it, a slowdown in what we were experiencing a couple years back when it comes to bookings. So with that said, short-term rental operators are looking for alternative solutions to tap into the midterm rental space. However, there is a space, there is a sub niche of Mr. Rental Insurance that I'm truly excited about that I want to share with you that the experience that we've had, the tremendous results we've been able to have, and that's the insurance midterm rental space which is very different than your traditional midterm rentals. When you think of traditionally midterm rentals, you think of travel nurses. There is 
ACE space, instrumental insurance space that we've tapped in where you need to be well connected with insurance and relocation specialists and companies and understand the right type of asset required for you to be able to help these families. What's really important that stands out the most, which you can get in what I'm about to offer you is the understanding where to be found by these insurance companies how to properly manage your calendar so that your listings are optimized so that they can find you how to actually gain traction and build a relationship with these relocation insurance companies i've put together an mtr insurance blueprint that's double m t triple r insurance blueprint to cover these foundations after we've had success landing very large contracts on single family homes that literally 4x what we traditionally make in long-term rentals and also gives us peace of mind because there's less turnover and a hundred percent occupancy because these contracts can start anywhere from 30 days to three months to eight months and range anywhere from again we've landed anywhere from eight thousand to nine thousand dollars a month in per month on a single family home property which our mortgages are typically around the 2400 range which then gives you a large spread of anywhere from four to six k net on just one property and this is why it's very hot right now but people who haven't been in the lab with individuals like myself like jesse vasquez and dr rachel gainsborough and noble crawford don't have the foundations and don't know exactly where to start and therefore this is why i'm giving you guys a blueprint the mtrr insurance blueprint Go to the website experimentrealestate.com and get yourself a blueprint to completely change or at least have a plan B if you're a short-term rental operator looking to maximize your occupancy and profitability. We'll see you on the other side. Do you also, uh, you know, we use a method where we, uh, this is a, my little trick up my sleeve of duplicating your listing. Do you, do you believe in doing that? And do you do that? Or do you, have you played I, with that? I haven't. I've tr I tried it once and it didn't become successful quickly and unlike my usual mantra of then keep trying I, I quickly scratched the the plan and so I never got into it I know a couple of people who have good success with it either the 30 days on one side and the short term on the other and then they're linked or um I think there's another method well, I wouldn't I wouldn't link them you don't link them no how do you know use, block? oh man we'll get into the dreams come on baby this is what we got on here so uh, try this try this, try, try this experiment right okay so we set the str listing very similar to you we don't we don't have anything aggressive uh, 30 days mm -hmm. out and again look at your lead time with respect to your market etc i don't do anything more than 30 days mm -hmm. or at least you're paying that high premium yeah. but then we duplicate the listing um on the mtr side and uh we um we don't we don't link them because you're not an instant book is that the key yeah yeah remove instant book now it's, it. now it's acting as an ad. Now it's an ad. That's actually and, really and fun. and if I do get an inquiry, now I can make a business decision. Yeah, yeah. And I want the option to make a that's business decision. That's what it is. I want the option. I want the inbound. Hey, I would stay here for X price. If uh -huh. I don't want it, I don't want it. That's another thing too, actually, that I, I've talked to a bunch of people about recently as they see my content come out about MTR is like, would it be you know less money? to take midterm rentals. And I'm like, if it were, you just don't take the contract. It's impossible for it to be less money because you would just say no, unless you want it. Yeah. I'll sometimes take the edge off. A that's your, but that's your threshold. Exactly. Your threshold should be that I have to make more than my SDR. Done. That's or, exactly. or what we're not talking about often, Mike, is mm -hmm. doing the math. Because when I got into L uh, 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 the real estate, I was like, LTR. Yeah, that makes sense. hundred percent occupancy. Why would someone go 40% occupancy? <laughs> like that makes no sense. If yep. you don't do the math, you might right. be at 40% and make two to three X more than the guy who's hundred percent. So keep right. that in mind. It's all relative. If yes. my rate's going to be $20 less, but it's that six months, six months for a hundred percent occupancy. What's yeah. the math on that? Can you get, because if maybe the hundred percent occupancy actually makes up more than your 40% occupancy with the hope that things will stay the same for the next six months. So I always say, it's like, dude, you got to run the math here because if you're like, no, nothing under $300 a day, but a 275 comes with the, and it's, and it's a fire or it's a flood. And then you know that, that they're just giving you the bare minimum and they're going to extend, dude, yep. do the freaking math. That's it. And do That's that. Exactly it.
That's right. that's the trick is at the end of the day, how are you making the most possible money? And then I'm going to I'm going to accept all of that with one additional piece of if you put the midterm rental guest in for that six months, let's say the math is dead even or even sometimes I'll take a couple hundred bucks less because in the rest of that six months when I'm doing nothing for that property, I'm out building the rest of my business. I'm out on calls like this, meeting people. I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. It's just a better, better way to spend my time yeah. than chasing out, uh, chasing down guests and turnovers. Cause that's when the maintenance issues come. It's not yep. that there's more or less damage necessarily, although it is true. There's less damage, but my point is like with four to eight turnovers a month, you have four to eight damage reports. If you break yes. the entire house and I deal with it once, that's still less of an issue than you break the house in small and, increments. Of time. And dude, Mike, you said it. it's the expectation. If I'm coming to stay in a place for four days and something is wrong, it's a way higher stakes than if yeah. I stayed at a place for four months and something's wrong. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Let him come on. Let him, let him or her or whoever come on Monday. Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate it. Right. But if it's, oh. if it's a three month day, you mean to tell me that you just impacted 33% of the money that I paid you for, because we're here for three day stays and there's something wrong for one day. Think about right. that. It's a higher stake. You're now like, you have to fix it now. Yeah. You have to make it right now because I'm upset because I paid you a premium for three days and now you've, I don't care what it is, you've impacted my short stay and I have a problem with that. And so people need to think about, we talk about return on investment, we don't talk, we don't talk about return on peace of mind. Yeah, right? that's it. Dr. So, calls it return on energy. I like yeah, both. That's right, ROE. That's 100%. It. Oh man, dude, I have to get into this. You, I mentioned this, you broke the internet. Okay. <laughs> no, you really did, man. Like people are like, I asked my master, my students, like I heard this gentleman is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and they knew the exact amount that you gross. I'm like, how did this spread? Which I who love because who knows my thing? this was Raquel. Uh, she's part of my mastermind. She's from New York. Like uh, literally you would not even then of course, Rachel and I, and so it just spread like wildfire. So this is why I'm like, you got to come on the pod and like share <laughs> on the show and share the insights. So for context, if someone's listening, like, why are these guys like so like we're geeking out right now? Like, <laughs> we are like, why are these guys exactly smiling so up. brightly? Like, let's talk about let's talk about these these <laughs> these margins. But so you level set you, your first margin was like thirty five hundred ish a month uh, in net. Yeah, uh, yep. take home peace of mind, return on energy, return on ROI. Yeah, give us uh, some context as the kind of numbers that you 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 see, and then. And then just lay it on them. Just tell All them. All right. I'll give them. That you picked, dude. I, I'm, I'm I know, so excited for you. I know. I think you went crazy. I, I think you went I crazy, think bro. I know the story. You no, you, I think you low-key broke a record. I, I think, think I will say right now it's the highest amount that I've heard. Really? Of a contract to date. 100%, dude. The awesome. last one was in the threes. In, the, in the, threes? the 30s. The 30s. Oh, the 30s. The 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So here it is. Here it is. Here's the, well, the context as you requested, yeah. set it up is I usually look for about $2,000 more ish for the, a midterm rental per month than short-term rentals. That's my benchmark is. And typically what's a take home for that? Like a spread that you're willing to take. And what market are you in by the way? So I'm, I'm in Phoenix and Scottsdale. So okay. as far as people talking about the hype of Airbnb bust and it's saturated, mm -hmm. believe me, I know I've heard it and I'm fine. I think honestly, a lot mm -hmm. of that is Hype because, well, I'm also final largely because of my midterm rentals, which is nice because I work harder. I do outbound and there's success from it. But also, I think the best properties in Phoenix and Scottsdale are still making good money. The saturation occurs with the people who are trying to cut corners. Oh, I only gave them one nightstand and I saved 90 bucks. Okay, but you lost a three night stay and now you're lost. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I think if you do the right thing with your property, you will get the right results. Then yeah. amplify midterm rentals. So that basically the way I explain it. I need to start keeping this near me on, on podcast because I have a drawing that I love. This drawing is a representation of seasonality in the midterm and the short-term rental space. The bottom is short-term rentals. It's peak season and slow season. Mm -hmm. But for midterm rentals, as I'm sure you already know, the top in peak season, I'm still requesting more money than peak STR rates. And then when we get to slow season, I'm giving them normal prices. I'm not telling them we're in hospitality slow season. I'll give you a discount. I'm telling them this is a standard long-term rental, mid-term rental, whatever rate that makes sense that for an actual, mm. you know, normal month. I'll give them like shoulder season month prices, right? And there's and that's the correct average annual price. So they're not bothered by that. And then during peak season, I go to the insurance adjuster and I say, listen, we're in peak season. You can look at the market. 
This is a hospitality property, not a traditional real estate investment. And our markups are significant. They are to you as well. I'm sorry, but if you didn't want that, Ooh. you would have to go to the same, you'd have the same problem with the next operator you talk to who's trying to give you a short-term rental. Your only bet is a long-term rental. But if you had found that, you wouldn't be calling in the first place. So I know, I know you're in my wheelhouse. Mike, you're, you're a bad man. You're a bad man. You're a bad man. So I'll try to be a little smooth. A bad, good man. <laughs> Dude, that's so, bad. I so love that's that. my thing is I usually try to push the prices 2000 as like a rough based on my short-term rental rate. Now, if I can't get that, like I said, I'm sometimes fine with same price. I'm even fine with 500 bucks less because it's ROE, return on my energy. I don't have to deal with this stuff. So I'll still take that sometimes. Um, I would say smaller properties, slightly smaller margin, but don't get, I see a lot of people get discouraged when they're like, oh, I only have a one in a two bedroom. First of all, you're primed for travel medical. And second right. of all, is that's still something that insurance relocation specialists need. So it's, it's fine. And you can still yep. charge that premium. They're not expecting a long-term rental rate. And for context, what are those other ones you were just talking about? The 2K ones, like four bedrooms, three be bedrooms, five, yeah, six. Yeah, like two to three bedroom. I have everything from studio to six. So I kind of, it, it's, it's all like, I just add extra. That's it. Take what would I make short-term rental, add about 2000 extra. And then if they give me some pushback, I'll play with it. Because as you know, there's the whole game of then that negotiation with, the housing specialist going back to the adjuster housing specialist doesn't have any interest against yours. She just wants to close the deal. I say she, I usually end up working with women. It should be anybody, but the, um, you know, it, it's, that's, they just want to close the deal. They just want to get, that's a good, that's a, that's a good frame, framework. I haven't really heard the 2k for those who are out there with risk. And I love it because it's, it's evergreen with respect to your marketplace. Right. And that's yeah. a good sweet spot when I think about it. Yeah. I mean, well, I have a case study I got to share with you. That was kind of wild. Uh, where they, they, yeah, we'll, we'll share that. Um, okay. So 2k spread, etc. Okay. So let's talk about the, this, 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 uh, the this big deal here. let's talk about the big bad, <laughs> Big, 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 bad one. So not that short booking you were asking about. No, you want the big one. I'll tell you the big one. Here's the big one. So I got a call or an email rather from ALE Solutions, one of my reps that I work with pretty frequently. Um, she said, we have a 12,000 square foot home that needs to be replaced because of water damage. Do you have anything like that in your portfolio? And I said, <laughs> uh, I do not. But let me figure this out for you. And yes. so this, that is one say, thing. Say that, say that one more time for the people in the back. I do not, but I will figure that out for you. We're in the problem-solving business. And that's, I, that's why I love, love your answer. Thank you, man. And that is exactly the same point I was about to emphasize myself. That's it. I will figure it out for you. That's whatever it is. And so I teach people how to get the contract and then go get the door. But now... You know, it's one thing to do that, say, hey, okay, the budget's around 5000 They need to be just outside of Phoenix in this area. There, I could pay 2500 a couple fees now, I'm keeping 2000 That's an option of going contract to door. But for this one, the adjuster, uh, the housing specialist also mentioned, she goes, I have never seen coverage like this in any case I've ever worked. And so I was like, I have never seen a case more important to me to figure out. <laughs> Let's figure this out. Wait, did she really put that out there as like a help me? Or was it like, cause that, cause was that subtle or was that like, cause sometimes oh, no, they're very like, upfront. It was, we both couldn't believe it. I was like, cause so we found this property. So she, let me, let me walk through it. So she says she needs 12,000 square feet. I, I searched the entire city of Phoenix and Scottsdale, the surrounding area, all of the Phoenix Valley. I'm, I'm searching the top of the mountains. There is nothing 12,000 square feet in this city. The closest we found was 11,000 square feet in Gold Canyon, Arizona, which is out in the middle of the desert. And I'm not sending mm. any. That's too far. But that house was on the market for $45,000 a month. So I went back to the adjuster. Right, I'm sorry. I keep making that mistake. I went back to the housing specialist and I said, this is the closest thing we have. What do you think about this price? And she goes, this is before I even baked in any of my fees or anything like that. She goes, I'm honestly not even worried about it. And so now I was like, number 45, got it. Not even worried. I so, and, and just to, just to be clear, you had looked at a, basically a comparable within yep. the area and yep. you saw what it, it could rent for. Mm -hmm. And was exactly. this like a luxury, I mean, 12,000 square feet, just for context, in case we're just not sure, like yeah. a five bedroom home could be very well be a 4,000 square feet or six bedroom could even be 4,000, 5,000. You're talking about 12,000, right? So that's like, yeah. like, 
like that could very easily be like a 10 bedroom home. Is that, am I, am I tripping or? It, it could be, I mean, some of them is an office, one's a media room, one's a this, you know, you get creative when you have more space than you need, but it certainly <laughs> could be a 10 bedroom, but man, it was, Oh my gosh. It was wild. A beautiful home. So now she gives me this information says, uh, she needs to find the place that replaces 12,000 square feet. There's only the 11,000. I know she's not scared of a $45,000 budget. So I go look, I said, listen, there is nothing else. I don't have that option, but of the properties that are, uh, by the way, the guest, the insured declined a 6,000 square foot home. It wasn't nice enough. So I was like, all right, here's my window. So I called a realtor and I was like, like two, two girls that I'm becoming very good friends with in you know the professional context. And I'm like, listen, they do luxury sales. It's like anything that you have open, I need luxury. The biggest houses you got, find it on the MLS. I don't care, whatever we have. She sends me a list of 14 of the biggest properties she could find on the MLS. All were around 8,000 square feet. And so I just cold called all 14 of them. I said, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? You threw out the word scam earlier. A lot of them thought I was scamming. Tell and me about I, the, tell me, tell me what, what it sounds like. This is, is going to help people. Sure. Right, yeah. I'm Mike Stone. Go ahead. Hello. So, Who's speaking? Here's that's this. Actually, I'm glad you asked me. That's a great point that I actually would love to emphasize. When I made that call, from the contract to the door standpoint, I'm no longer a property manager or operator. Hi, my name is Mike Stone. I'm a midterm rental housing specialist. I have a, a family. It's an elderly woman and an elderly man. They have a, a small dachshund. They'd love to rent your home. We need uh, we need to sign. We can give you your full asking price, but the contract would only be about five months. I see on Zillow you're looking for a 12-month contract, but I'm telling you, these are the best guests. These are the uh, nicest people. I've met them already. It's going to be covered by the insurance company and they're going to pay for absolutely everything. And we can get this, you know, turned around, you know, contract signed, whatever, however I close it up, you know, we get the contract signed. And so a couple of them were, then they asked follow-up questions and they're like, you're from where? You're what? Mm. 12 months. What about furniture? And then some of them are like, just, they don't feel me. And so sometimes, and it's like, okay, turn on the charm personality. Have a, you know, it's not even salesy. It's just like, I literally, you're posting for a guest. That's what Zillow does. You posted for a guest. I have the guest. Do you want the guest and the money? And then some of them are still like, ah, I don't know. It's weird. Fine. Next, next call, next call, next call. Of the 14, 12 of them were not super interested um, or it was booked or like there was like a legitimate reason. Number 13 was a battle. I was on the phone with this agent. We'll pretend his name was Ryan. And I'll say that because his name was Ryan. His, so <laughs> I'm on the phone with Ryan and he's at first cool. He was, cause it was $25,000 a month to him. And I'm, I have the number 45 in my head and I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen, but let's start with 25. And he was like, yeah, that sounds good. Um, there's an issue with the HOA. Like we, it was originally a three month lease and he's like, we want six. And there's a whole headache. I respect it, but he was being really protective of his homeowner. He's like, look, we have to do these dates. This is the only times I'll show it. This is the only thing. And the biggest issue is the contract. He only wanted me on the contract. And mm. I was like, as an attorney, that is not in your best interest. If something goes wrong where this dog scratches a $200,000 piano, which truly existed in the living room, then all, what are you going to bankrupt my LLC? I'm obviously, you know, filing if you were to sue me for that $200,000. I'm not just like, ah, oh, my bad. So I was like, it's not even in your interest to have only me on the contract. You should have the insurer and the insured on the contract. They're the ones who are going to live there, cause the damages, pay. But he didn't like that the money flowed through me, which is, I understand. I get the, I get the scammy vibes, but you know that it's legit. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, I don't know what to tell you. I redrafted the contract five or six times. I was like, I don't know what to tell you, but this is how it works. This is what we need. This is... Eventually it just became such a headache. He raised the price on me. He now goes up to 37,000. I have 45 in my head, so I'm still going to do it. And I was like, all right, that's fine. The guest loved that house the most, but I got to a point where I was like, listen, I said to the guest, I was like, I can't put myself in that level of jeopardy where this guy who's nasty and not really understanding what we're talking about wants only me on the lease. Like, I just can't take that business risk. I'm sorry. And she totally understood. So we moved on. We called, you know, number 14, which is actually my favorite from the beginning. And she was like, which it was my favorite from the beginning, but she goes, it's not homey enough. 8,000 square feet. You'll find some room to enjoy yourself, please. So she goes, it's not homey enough. I brought it back up to her and I was like, listen, like I, this is, this is the best last option. Like, can you consider it? And so we walked it together. She's like, oh, this is way better than I thought. This is beautiful. That homeowner wanted 33,000 a month. So I offered them asking. I knew that would be fine because we I was talking to ALE about the 37. They were up to speed on the whole negotiation. 
And so when we signed for 33 at that point, again, with the extensions from the first guy's HOA, I knew that the contract, we got permission to go to five months instead of uh, three. And I knew I had the 45. So I was like, guys, uh, $45,000 for this place. What do you think? <laughs> they opened the Zillow listing, see the 33,000. And they started asking me about fees and stuff. They're like, we're not supposed to pay broker fees. I was like, no, no, the homeowner's paying me. We have another agreement. Don't you worry about it. But they call it a short-term rental premium. ALE Solutions and their competitors understand that our midterm rental and short-term rental prices are higher than long-term rental. They get that. So don't be intimidated, you know? And then, so I'm having that conversation. She said, 45 sounds great. We'll submit it. I told the homeowner that I'll pay them the 33. They said, sounds great. Closed it up. I now have that wow. margin of $12,000 a month for the next five months, 60K net to me. That is bananas. And sir, congratulations. Thank you. Earned, not given. Show hey, I appreciate that. Man. No, I appreciate that. Because people be like, oh man, he's so lucky. No, dude, <laughs> he freaking did the work, That's bro. What- it was the work on that contract, redrafting it, renegotiating, you know, the calls. Oh, and that's one, Before that's one of, one of 13 conversations, man. And, exactly. and, and, and so I really want to bring that and home because hundreds before that developing the relationship for the last few oh, yeah. years, because then they trust you. And then there's a whole thing you've been building, like you're building an entire brand. And what's really like the point I really want to bring home here is like, it's not by chance. It's by law. All right. Yes. Like. You put in the work, and I think there's 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 this sometimes this expectation of this easy button like, hey, I launched my listings. Why are no inquiries coming in? Uh, <laughs> this is on the Airbnb side, right? This is how we were being spoiled as a. Uh, I mean, this is kind of the the instant exactly. gratification kind of uh uh, uh kind of uh, environment that we're in. Hey, I put in uh, uh the property in the database, and I haven't heard anything. You get what you put in. By the way, you can do that. If 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 that's you just want to, hey, let's see how this thing goes. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe you you'll might. get lucky. You might. But if you want to go get it, right? It. And you want to be able to show the receipts like you, do the work and you're highly rewarded for it, man. Tell me, does that does that 12K a month net like makes make a difference in your life? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you, I've been, I've been, I had a bad real estate deal. Uh, a couple of years ago that I got out of earlier this year. And so I ended up losing a ton of money on that. This, this contract fixed all the rest of the um, balance that I owed on that debt. And then also has extra in reserves. Now I'm able to, I feel like I'm able to make such different business decisions, you know, in, in this. Brother, you're, a, you're a glowing. Look at you, bro. Look at your skin right now. You look <laughs> good. You look like money, baby. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Now it's like, well, where do I spend that money? Do I grow the business with marketing? Do I add someone to my team to oh. my time? I, and I get to choose. So I've literally, yeah. this is two weeks ago, she moved in. I haven't made any decisions yet because as much as, you know, as you mentioned in the beginning, I'm very decisive, but I want to be informed on this one. And like, I'm taking the time to visualize, meditate. What's next for me. I don't have this stick to run from. Now I'm chasing the carrot. What kind of carrot do I want? It doesn't have to be a carrot. It could be other food. So let me, you know, plan it out, manifest it and plan for it and walk that plan you know what i mean so open to suggestions what do i do with all this money uh i first of all gifts from my mentors probably dude you have you're gonna have plenty of options and i i trust that you just listening to you i know you're gonna do the right thing not that you need (laughs) to hear that but it's it's a funny funny comment but like at the same time that that peace of mind that i can just hear in your voice I just want to give your flowers and your kudos for doing the work and um, being rewarded for doing the work because that's what happened. And it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. Right. Uh, and and I want wanted to have you on to and again, to just share that, because I think more people need to hear it for those who are just like, yep, put my properties in the database yeah. and 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 maybe are feel salty uh, yep. at the end of the day, it's like. You have to put in the work and you get what you put in and it might not show up right away. It might not be tomorrow. might not be, but at one point, you know, you will, you will reap the rewards from, from doing the work. And I wanted to just give you that, you know, just respect uh, on the air. And uh, man, I think you raised the bar, man, man, I'm going (laughs) to 45 K a pop. That's crazy. Uh, Tell me also another thing, Drake, another thing to keep in mind is, uh, there's a chance they could extend. Oh my goodness. That I didn't think of <laughs> Yo, that. When you, when you get the notice to extend, please just send me a text, bro. I was, please. I just <laughs> like, ah, oh, let's take off. 
<laughs> Dude, oh, I didn't even have that thought until a couple of days ago, Dr. Rachel said that she goes, I, I wish you many blessings of extensions. And I was like, oh, no, right. No, I'm sending you extension energy from here, bro. And and you know you. what? I'm, I <laughs> will come sending opulence and just tons of joy because, Ugh. you know, that's also another thing we don't talk about enough. Like, you know, things yeah. take long, right? And is it, uh, you said water damage? Water damage water damage. So she wants to be there to help pick the flooring and, you know, change the baseboards and change the wall. But to me, all I hear when she says that is you got a contractor for this, a different contractor for that, a different contractor oh, yeah. for that, and four bosses with timelines and issues and yep. car breakdown. And dependencies. Let's yes. be honest. One That's could hold up the other dependencies. Uh, so we like that. No. And it's been, uh, oh man, I, I just love because at the end of the day, like bottom line, right? Regardless of the amount of money you made, you solved a difficult and complicated problem and you were highly compensated for doing so period that is business 101 that is business 101 that is a great point that is exactly what it is that's why i listen to hormozzi is one of my favorite influencers and his simplest piece of advice is do more that's it do the thing and the result comes don't do the thing why would you expect the result and so you know i don't i don't want to sound like i'm bragging but i had you know maybe 15 or so, maybe more midterm rental contracts in my portfolio so far, the people who are just listed on the platform and not doing anything and are sitting there with zero after six months and wondering, I promise you the, the difference isn't luck. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't get lucky 15, 20 times. I didn't even get lucky the first five times, maybe the first single time they reached out to me, right? I didn't, hadn't done outbound for that. But as soon as I knew about it, then the responsibility is on me to follow up and do the thing. Everyone who's possibly hearing this episode right now has no excuse for barrier of entry, number one. Barrier to entry, number one, is knowledge. The second one is doing. You all now know. You just heard me say it. Ruben, yeah. you should be a student if you don't at least follow his content. Like, this no, is a very real practice. With you, bro. You got, be- you got bigger receipts. Bigger and better. <laughs> Dad, you guys got to follow Mike, man. I'm learning from him. Um, you know, what's interesting, I couldn't even, I couldn't agree more, man. Like, um, it's... Uh, yeah, it's critical to do the work. And, and what I will say too is for anyone, because I've done cold calling in different industries, not like mm-hmm. as a full-time profession, just within real estate, whether it was wholesaling, whether it's that, this is one just to give you that permission. If you're ever like, I, I just, we want to empower you here. If you're listening to this, this is by far the easiest industry to call. Why? Number one, they're the ones asking you the questions. Hey, is there an application fee? Uh, now there is. Like, even if you didn't know, they'll ask you. Um, Also, is there, what's the notice to vacate? Uh, I'm sorry, what's that? Oh, well, typically they'll tell you. Like, even if you don't, like, they will coach you through. You can't even get it wrong because they're going to ask for these things. So if you're ever afraid, I like to call the source because they give me, I'll tell you right now, the thing that excites me the most Mm. is being able to ask a professional that does this for a living the questions while I'm on the phone. Yes. I'm like, yes. hey, hey um, Mike, where do you look? Oh, well, Ruben, it's funny you should ask. You know, the database has just been, you know, it's been a little clunky. Oh, clunky. Like someone told me you had a software update. No software update. Tell me more. What do you I, mean? Like, how often in, do you update the software? Like, yeah. ask the question. They will give you the question. Right. And I love that example in particular, the software example, because it's not something that you would by default think I need to get this information on this call. But it, what it does is it builds the relationship. Now they're just talking to you about their workday, which is oh their life. God. That is how they live their life as a professional. Yeah. And so now you're a part of their professional life. You're becoming a friend. You're starting to network. But then it's also like, well, it, if that software issue gives rise to another problem that I can inquire about, maybe they'll ask to the next question. And three questions later, I find something that I can solve. Oh, you're having a hard time with that? Well, let me just send you an email. Okay. Well, now you don't yeah. need your stupid database. You have an email. And the funny thing about my yeah. email is 12 properties that are all mine and I'd win every time. Mm. You know, By the let, way, me, let me solve Direct this. marketing. Direct marketing. That's how we make a kill. We just... We just send an email email campaign. And by the, by the way, Mike, is it okay if I email you peri- periodically? Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, say yes. None of them said yes. And I'm like, you sure? Because I don't want to spam you, Mike. No, 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 no. It's actually good. Top of mind. Word for word. What you said. It keeps me top of mind. Yeah. Word for word. And I've had campaigns where the email back will be like, I'm getting the goosebumps talking about it. They'll have campaigns where the email back like two months uh, or a month ago because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got this. 
this is the hack that I say, like you will grow your database by being very clear on your call to action, asking them to send it to another colleague. And then the other colleague comes up a name you've never seen before. And guess what? It's just another touch point. Hey, yeah. it's me. Thank you for reaching out. So yes, Mike, what's the Mike, Mike, dude, I think we're so on the same page and I'm so happy for your success because you know, it's Thank just, you. I'm all about like, it's not like you had to, you know, give, you know, you have this special touch or anything like that. It's just, you, right. Everybody can do this, right? Everybody. Um, the only good thing is the positive thing is your touch gets better with time with flex, with, with flexing the muscle. So that's the good news. You can actually get better. Um, and so what do you want to leave with our listeners? Cause you've, you've gone the attorney route. You've had your, your different kind of, uh, uh, you know, you know, from the sports to the, to, to the, to you talking to homeowners, to et cetera. Like what's the, what's maybe like, a, wow, this is like a principle, like, or like, this is a this is a framework that's consistent across the board. Or maybe like, oh man, you know what? I'm gonna stop doing this. What's kind of like a something that is true to you uh, that you've acquired over the many experiments you've had that you want to like leave to Experiment Nation um, as a as a food for thought or perhaps something to keep top of mind. Sure, that's that's a fun question. I'm gonna speak to the people that I can relate to personally who are in a W two that you don't like, looking at real mm-hmm. estate from the outside in. Or if you're in a different area of real estate, whatever you're doing, if you're interested in getting in, do it and don't let anything stop you for any reason. And that's not just me hyping up the energy. I literally have coaches who have done it. I'm in groups with students who have done it. I have done it. Ruben has done it. It's doable as a function of activity. So if it's something that can be done and you're someone who can do things, then go do that thing and you'll get those results. Put yourself in, in the right rooms. That's my actually biggest piece of advice I give to everybody. Put yourself in the right rooms. But the reason for that is because then you know that you don't have to stop trying to do something because you're not guessing. Well, what if I leave my W-2 and it doesn't work? I could see that in a tech company and you're like, well, if I have technology to recreate turnover BNB, but do it for maintenance guys, well, I wonder if that would be a useful product. Mm. I also wonder if that'd be a useful product. But midterm rentals and short-term rentals, we already know for a fact it's a useful product. It's a billion-dollar industry on the short-term rental side. It's an emerging industry on the midterm rental side that even companies like BlackRock are now investing in. It's going to be the next wave of hospitality real estate, in my opinion. And people are already, there's enough of a proof of concept, people are already finding such great success that there is a 100% chance that if you start and you don't give up, you will also get good results. Get into real estate. It's the number one thing that makes millionaires and it will work. I mean, it'll work. Yes, there's risk, but there's also risk to just sit in your stupid job that you already hate. And there's a hundred percent risk that you won't like the next day. I-, I like my Rick better. And return on energy, brother. On energy. <laughs> Dude, listen, Mike, Mike Stone, y'all came in here into the lab. Mike, I follow you on Instagram as Mike Stone, Mike Stone Group. But how do you like to be? How can the people, you know, tap in with you? And I will say, please tap in with your brother. Like, here's what I always say. Like, we were just talking about this, right? You know, if you, oh, that's so funny. You do have thinking courage on your in- Instagram. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Exact same verse. I'm just pulling it up here. Uh, I resonate with Mike. And therefore, I would say work with people that you resonate with. I'd highly encourage you, right? I'm saying this because I like the brother and I know the brother and he's got the receipts. So it's like, whoever you resonate with, you resonate with Mike, work with Mike. He has a proof of concept and I would trade places to work, to be in Mike's shoes, 12K a pop, not just (laughs) that, but- the right, energy right. and everything, right? Like that's just kind of oh, like the stuff is about you, the processes. Thank you, bro. So I just want to make yeah. sure that you know tap in because Mike is is offering his services as a coach, um, and and he and he's has his own mastermind as well, just like many of us do. But like like I said, man, this is we can change the industry all together, and yeah. I think Mike, you're doing that, and I think you've inspired you inspired me, brother, because uh, I want to be able to send you the receipts and send you a text, Mike. Or I want to just be competitive and see if I can beat out the, the 45, which well, is cool. I can't even it. say. But you know, uh, also know about this industry yeah. and working with people yeah. like you is if you called me in the next couple of weeks, you're like, Mike, I beat you. You're $230,500 <laughs> contract. I got 235. I would be like, fuck. Yes. yes I would yeah, be no. so happy. Abundance. Like yeah. the abundance mindset. This abundance industry is full of that. Yeah. We all want to help each other. Yeah. Industry, industry, and industry, I would say definitely the industry. And I will say the people that, you know, are operating at a high level like yourself are that way because that's, they didn't, you didn't get there by having a scarcity mindset. Like, that's why, like, I give 
all the gems away on the pod. We were just talking about strategy yeah. over here. It's it's fine because I know at the same time you, you gotta be willing to do the work. Right. right. So these, right. these are just seeds that if you don't water the plant, they're not gonna grow. That's it. That's it. The bulk of people can know this information and still not do it. And if yeah. if that's not your MO, if you're gonna hear this and actually take action, then I wish you all the success. I want to be there for it. I would love to see texts and DMs and everything for people who are coming yeah, up to this industry. And I can't wait till you blow my record out of the water. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. If I got the Mike, extension though. Does that count towards my record? It, absolutely. If you heard it from here and, and anywhere else, uh, it absolutely does. And make sure you tap <laughs> in and then share. No, I honestly love it when my mastermind students like are actually winning with the yeah. proof of concepts that I've been able to share. That's just the. I think that's such a fulfilling, yeah, fulfilling feeling. Like seeing other people like, dude, and they're like, they can't believe it. They're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like so vicarious dope. ego. Yeah, it is. It is, but it's it's a beautiful thing. Where That's can it. we tap in with you though? Like, oh yes, as, like, uh, Instagram actually is my preference. I'm not great with keeping up with Facebook. Um, so definitely Instagram at Mike Stone Group, and then I kind of direct traffic from there for my full service co-hosting business, All Star Hospitality, or STR Ignite is my coaching business. Um, and then I do some other like you know media whatever with Mike Stone Group. Uh, so definitely tap me and in, tap into my Instagram. But I also love. LinkedIn. I'm a huge LinkedIn fan. I think there's a lot of good opportunity, especially in the midterm rental space inside of LinkedIn and having a good profile is key to presenting yourself as a professional. I do so. I make sure my LinkedIn is complete and detailed and up to date. Sometimes I post some cool stuff. Um, if any of you guys are even remotely active on LinkedIn, I'd love to tap in with you there. We connect. Absolutely, brother. You already know we will. So, That's hey, man, up. thanks for coming to the lab. And just Dude, like that, extermination, shoot. The, the, the brother is out and he's going to continue to conquer and conquer. We're going to be following. So thank you, Mike, for coming in. And just like that, we are out. Experiment Nation podcasting has changed the way we operate as real estate investors ourselves, and it can do the same for you. Podcasting has been the source of the masterclasses that we get thanks to the world-class real estate investors and practitioners and specialists that come into the lab from all realms, from short-term rentals to mid-term rentals to real estate syndications to even software as a service, owners, founders, entrepreneurs have helped enrich our experiments by giving us the education, helping us build a network, and lastly, and most importantly, a brand association to open up multiple doors for our respective businesses. If you understand the power that podcasting can have and you know that you need one for your brand, please, you can rely on our team. InvestedTalent.com is my team and the team that helps this podcast, The Real Estate Experiment, become the fruition each and every single week to educate my community, build relationships on the air, and continue to build our brand. If you know that you need to do the same for your brand and you haven't pulled the trigger yet, maybe because you don't know how, our company, InvestedTalent.com, does the end-to-end -end from the time that you record to the time that it is published to even repurposing content on multiple social media platforms. That's what my team can do for you. Simply go to InvestedTalent.com and book a discovery call to see how my team can help you launch your podcast.